Welcome to the Grants Management Experts podcast, a show all about managing grants. I'm your host, Jasmine Markande, president and owner of Markande Consulting. We are dedicated to helping organizations understand and navigate the complex world of grants. Today, we're going to discuss the essential grant policies and procedures you need. One, to meet the compliance requirements. Two, to ensure you have good internal controls. And three, these policies and procedures will help you successfully manage a grant. Thank you for joining us for episode two, Navigating federal grant policies and procedures. Let's start by discussing some of the federal guidelines your organization or you as a grant manager need to be aware of. Number one is the 2 CFR 200, also known as the Uniform Guidance. Title II, Section 200 is the backbone of federal grants management. It includes your post-award, cost principles, and audit standards. And the 2 CFR covers like wide topics such as your allowable cost, cash management, financial management, reporting requirements. What do you need to do if there's a change in budget or scope? All of these things are listed within the 2 CFR 200. And then we have the terms and conditions. As we understand, like most grants come with that, a contract, also known as terms and conditions, that as a recipient, you must adhere to. These can include, you know, the performance expectations, reporting deadlines, the budget amount, and other obligations that are outlined in this agreement. And then the last one we have is agency-specific policies. So we understand there's two CFR 200, there's terms and conditions, and now we're going to discuss this agency-specific policies. What does that mean? Well, each federal agency could have their own set of grant policies and procedures, and they are more specific to them, plus they're more specific to their programs. So Department of Education, National Science Foundation, they might have their own policies and procedures they want you to follow if you choose to accept an award from them. Let's get started and discuss the required policies and procedures you need for your federal grants. The ones shared in this podcast are not necessarily in any specific order, but you want to focus and make sure you have all of these written within your grants manual or your organizational policies and procedures. So the first one would be the cash management procedure. What does that do? So having a good cash management procedure, it's going to help. What do you do when you get federal funds or when the money comes in? You know, what does that look like for your organization? We know the preferred method of federal funding or federal government is the reimbursement method. But what if you are allowed to get an advance? How do you determine how much to ask for? And are you asking for the working capital? Are you asking for actual expenses? Like, what does that look like? And what happens to the requirement for the time elapsed between, you know, your request the funding and 
treasury approves it and the money comes to you. Do you have that process in place? Will you be able to get the money out the door within three days or whatever the requirement is by the federal agency to disperse those funds? So you want to make sure you have that down. And, you know, my recommendation is if you are an organization that is allowed to receive an advance, only request the advance payments on immediate cash requirements or the actual expenses. Like you don't want to ask for too much and then be able to not spend it. And then you end up having to like return the money. Or if you don't return, you are going to be non-compliant for keeping the funds that are not needed. So you want to make sure you have a procedure that documents your cash management process of, you know, one, having an advance payment, two, what is the reimbursement process looks like? So, you know, when you do, how often do you do the reimbursement, whether it is monthly, you know, weekly, biweekly, whatever that looks like, you want to have that written down. Who requests the funding? What is the document that is needed to request a reimbursement? And the written procedure, next one is for the allowability of costs. So we know if there is a allowable cost on federal grants, we want to make sure, you know, I kind of think of like having a jar and I, this is not my own analogy. I know I have learned it from somewhere else, but think of a jar, like a mason jar, my favorite. If a cost is justifiable, allowable, and reasonable, if it fits in that jar, yeah, we want to be able to say, yes, we can go ahead and spend the money. So looking at your written procedure for allowability of cost, like how do we determine? Well, we determine that if it's justifiable, if it's reasonable, and if it's reasonable. So how do we know if those things are all of those things, if it's necessary or reasonable, or if it's consistent with our policies and procedures as well? Well, if it's needed for the grant, we cannot do or meet the guidelines of a grant unless we have that. Then, yeah, we're going to need to spend the money on that particular item. So, yes, that cost is justifiable and reasonable. And we'll be able to track that in our accounting system, whether it's your source document, you know, your invoice, your receipt, all of those things. You're going to have that. And if that's something, you know, you don't need it or... Let's say, you know, are you doing your due diligence on checking whether it's cheaper on Amazon or if it's too much money, like if you were like, we want to make sure you do that comparison, whether it's just looking online quickly, just because it's grant funds, we don't want to just not treat them or treat them a different way than our own money. You know, the reasonable assurance you're giving the federal government is, yes, we're going to do our due diligence to spend this money wisely. So as long as you're doing that and you have a procedure that documents that, you're good. And then you wanna make sure you have documented your procurement procedures. And this is based on section 317. And the reason you would wanna have this is that based on regulations, 
our goal is to have activities they are or like the procurement that is equitable and competitive but yet it promotes like equal treatment it's efficient all of those things and we want to be able to eliminate any unfair competitive advantage so what does that means so like if you have individuals who have helped you with grant applications or contract specifications things like that they should be excluded from like your other competition or the one that you're going to be posting whether it is a micro purchase or a small purchase you know a sealed bid or if it's a non competitive or somebody all of those things so you want to make sure of that and you know within these procurement standards you want to have that conflict of interest as well because what is that going to do is having that documented internal control process of conflict of interest that's going to help you to ensure compliance and um making sure like the recipients or individuals or like employees who work within your organizations the business doesn't go to like you know the family or um any other relationships we want to be able to process contracts based on the process that we have in place not because of who we know so make sure like if you have any procurement processes and if there's management involved or team involved that it's free of that so the next procedure would be the time and effort reporting and this is really crucial because this is your actual hours worked instead of charging the grant every week or every month based on the budget that was approved in your federal grant so what does that mean or what does that look like well if you have individuals who are on a 100% grant they can certify their time month semi monthly or semi annually so that means every 6 months you have a form that says okay i was on this particular grant and that individual will certify their time and let you know yes whatever the percentage you have charged the grant it matches the percentage that i have worked but let's say in case it doesn't what do you do well you need to make corrections to the grant budget that was charged the actual expenses and if you have people who are in multiple grants somebody needs to be doing that actual comparison monthly to make sure the actual hours worked by employee matches the whatever the grant was charged so you want to make sure you have good time and effort reporting policies and procedures and then having a travel policy whatever the expenses are for transportation airfare lodging meals you know how do you determine those what is your organization policy now do you have a different policy for grant funds versus your organizational funds what does that look like because we want to be consistent do you reimburse employees based on the actual cost after they you know have like for meals do you wait have them keep all the receipts or do you do based on 
the reimbursement based on a per diem? Or do you do a combination of both? If whatever that process is, we want to make sure we have that written down. So, you know, go through with your organizational travel policy and then see if there's anything you need to do, add, modify, um, and then whatever that looks like based on filling out forms, requiring a, you know, travel policy. And then if you do the actual receipts, what if somebody has a missing receipt? They can't find that particular one. Do you still reimburse them based on their word? Do you request some backup? How do you document that? Or do you say, well, if you didn't have the receipt, I'm sorry, we're not going to be able to refund you for that cost. So whatever that policy and procedure is, you want to make sure you have that documented. All right. So the last but not the least, we're going to talk about the indirect cost rate policy. Now, I know most of the organizations use the 10% de minimis rate, but what does that even look like to have a 10% de minimis rate? What is the policy for that? So maybe you just write down like, okay, why we need an indirect cost rate, or even if you don't have one, like what is the rate that you use on your grant applications? So just kind of having that written down and maybe eventually once you have a negotiated rate, you can, you know, just modify that and make sure your people who are writing grants, your grant writers and individuals in the finance team, they understand what that indirect cost does. Because a lot of the time, you know, we don't know where to put that money. What is your policy? Is it going back to the programs or is it going back to the organization for having that particular program or that particular grant? So whatever that might be, you want to make sure you have that written down. And there you have it. We've covered the essential policies and procedures for effective grants management. Remember, staying in compliance with federal regulations is key to your successful grant programs. If you have any additional questions or need any clarification, please reach out to us. Thank you for tuning in to the Grants Management Expert Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast with your colleagues in the grants management world. We'll be back soon with more valuable insights. Until next week, stay compliant and keep those grants running smoothly.